Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So, Alice, I have noticed something. One time tonight, as my daughter and I were having uh, early dinner in, what was I, Anchor Pizza? Yeah. Anchor Pizza in Newburyport, Massachusetts tonight. As we were walking just down the streets of Newburyport. Went into this, went into this, uh... This restaurant called like New Food or something N U F O O D. What was it? Which is like a really like zillennial kind of place, and I didn't understand how anything worked, so we walked out of that place. <laughs> and instead, um, you went for the overpriced. Well, but, but as we're walking pizza. out, uh, we walk out of that place. It's an old, on an old brownstone in the in. There's an alley next to it. In the alley. There's a woman, an employee of the place. I shouldn't have outed her, but I did. Um, I think she's an employee of the place anyway, who was bawling, crying, absolutely breaking down, crying. And somebody yelled out to her, are you crying? I'm so sorry, Christina, whatever it was. And she was really upset. Her head was in her hands. She was sitting down, just absolutely falling to pieces. Mm-hmm. Last week... At my son's thing, his walk, rock climbing thing, one of the girls who takes rock climbing, probably 13 years old, whatever, she burst into tears. And her friends consoled her, etc. And so, one, it gave me, well, a few things it did. It gave me this horrible realization that... In like lightning bolt hit me, and I get these sometimes for different reasons. That that could be my own daughter finding out that I'm dead, oh. like 
crying, you know, because maybe that's what was going on. Maybe it wasn't, whatever, whatever. I mean, ideally, she, I mean, I would assume she'd be upset. <laughs> but no, so it's, but, but, but it's just like, so, uh, for, so it hit me like, like, oh my goodness, I never thought about that. I never thought about that. Just how upset and like how it would plan out, play out. Mm-hmm. You know, if I was just suddenly dead. Can you try th- not to be? Well, right. Okay. So, but that's not, and so, but. But then I was thinking today when I saw this uh, the second young lady who crying mm-hmm. was that um, what if things are just awful for young people? What if things we know that the mental health thing is that a, a normal things things are tough for girls anyway, you know, but good. In high school, the girls in my high school were treated terribly, generally, and all went nuts in one way or another. A lot of them tried to commit suicide or to one level or another. It was just, and they were mistreated, whatever. But, like, what if things are just... And actually, for a young woman today, let's say that the girl the, the girl outside the restaurant was 21 years old. Okay. For a young woman today, right now, you can't... I mean, just think how bad it is. One, you don't look as good as anybody on the internet unless you doctor up your picture. Mm-hmm. You're all, always constantly seeing girls who have better boyfriends than you, um, who are hanging out on awesome yachts, uh, who are uh, ha- living these incredible lives, who have no blemishes, who are all have awesome cast bodies and uh, seem to be living these excellent lives, etc., yeah, you and, probably don't even look as good as the pictures of yourself that you put online no, because you I, probably th- filter them too. Right, which is ironically you say you say that because I just said that fifteen seconds ago. No, you sent them other people unless or, you doctor right. your photos. Um, so, so, <laughs> so I'm just saying, even if you doctor your well, photos, you you still don't look like that right. when you look in the mirror. So, so, so anyway, so you're working at some <laughs> restaurant. You know, dealing with millennial customers who probably suck at tipping anyway, and having to do something you don't want to do. Everybody's having a better life than you, um, and maybe you're just lost. I mean, when you're so, a lot of people are just lost in their early years. They don't know. They don't really have a purpose and whatever. And you know, I and I do feel bad. I think it's like it, it's. Even though life was a crazy cluster bleep as well. There was a general symmetry to um, this your social experience, you know, for Generation X people. It was essentially, you know, you're out there, you're a young guy, you know, do the do the brash thing, get the girl, you know, say anything, hold the boombox up, be your own man, be uh, rugged, you know. There was a framework. Uh, break down the prudish girl and say anything, whatever, and make her love you for whatever. And, and oh, sure. And there were models for other types of people yeah. too. There were you could also be an Anthony Michael Hall mm-hmm. if you weren't going to be, you know, the main character of Sixteen right. Candles. You could be other things. There were other versions of ways to be cool. Right. Exactly. And those could because those were represented in film. It probably helped a few Anthony Michael Halls out there who weren't actors that the beautiful girl in Sixteen Candles ended up liking him. 
though through a rape, <laughs> though a rather she... rapey evening. But, but, <laughs> I don't know. But, no, but, but I'm just saying uh, that, like, yeah. like, life is a big bunch of surprises, and it's a surprise, and it's... Oh, I'm not fucking recording right now. That's okay. I'm recording. Oh, I can send you. I can give oh, you the audio. Oh, that makes me angry. I can oh, give you. Oh, that makes me angry. I Keep can... the F word in. I'm not okay. taking it out. I'm so angry right now. But you're recording. I'm recording. Oh, that makes me angry. I can't even begin <laughs> to tell you. Oh, that makes me angry. <laughs> Next time, just try recording, though. Oh, and then that you makes don't me angry. Have to God. Be angry. Just God. Stop. Vladimir Putin. <laughs> Dearest Vladimir Putin, please call in an airstrike on Newbury, Massachusetts right now, an ICBM, and please um, d- d- delete me. Oh. Maybe if he takes out Seabrook Nuclear Power Plant, we'll be close enough to die of radiation poisoning soon afterward, honey. All right. So I'm disgusted now, so I'm going to change the subject. A couple days ago, I missed this. Joe Biden said this. Before I began my speech, a thought crossed my mind. As I was told, the class of 72 is here. I was appointed to the academy in 1965. This is the United States Naval Academy mm-hmm. in Annapolis, Maryland. Appointed to, to the academy in 1965 by a senator who I was running against in 1972. <laughs> Never planned it that way. I was, wasn't old enough to be sworn in. I was only 29 years old when I was running. He was a fine man. His name was J. Caleb Boggs. I didn't come to the academy because I wanted to be a football star, and you had a guy named Starback and Bellino here. Winchester's own Joe Bellino, by the way. <laughs> so I went to Delaware. But all kidding aside, the best line of the debate was, after it was all over, the announcer, the questioner, who was a good guy but supported my opponent. Stay on target, Joe. Stay on target. (laughs) Who was a good man as well, I might add. Oh, good, please. And he said... We're only 450,000 miles away from the original point now, but go ahead. He said, Senator Boggs, you have anything else you want to say? And he said, yes, just one thing. And he took the microphone... He said, you know, Joe, if you accepted my commission to the academy, my appointment to the academy, he said, you'd still have one year and three months active duty and I'd have no problems right now. <laughs> so the class of 72, <laughs> welcome. Okay, so that's not great. First of all, it's, I, I don't believe, Biden was appointed to Annapolis ever. I don't believe that is true. He said on Friday uh, during his address at the Naval Academy. The president was born in 1942, graduated from the University of Delaware in 1965. In his address, he said he was appointed to the Naval Academy in 1965. Was he? Was it in 1965? So I, oh, I did not hear that part of the speech, uh, so right I would have to... Okay, I did. I I missed. A lot of writing about it. I no, I hear you. I hear you. I have not. I I need to read it myself and just go back and and see what you're talking about exactly. I I can't speak to it right now. Okay, so that is not good. That that was happening. That that was happening, whatsoever. It's not good that he said it, which isn't true. He wasn't appointed to the academy. 
Maybe there could be something vaguely connected that may have happened that had to do with some guy and him and the Navy, whatever. Um, it's not great that the press secretary has no answer for this and is claiming to just not pretending heard she's never heard of his speech. Right, she has no idea where it came it's from. It's a tough one to clean up. Um, I'll have to go listen to the speech. I'm just not sure what you're even talking about. I can't imagine what the president but said. It, it's not great that that Biden is meandering like this either. No. This no. is not good. Did he also call them the class of 72 at the end of the thing? No, I think the class of 72 was there, he heard. So some mm. people from the class of 72. Okay, good. That's at least good, I guess. <sighs> but, uh, yeah, I, he's he's not in good shape. His press office is not in good shape. They've decided to focus on the economy, which seems not like a winning strategy for them right now. I mean, I guess if they were going to focus on what they could do to actually improve the economy, maybe that would be a winning strategy. But since they're just going to try and focus how to message how badly they're failing onto the economy and try and tell us that it's not really happening and everything's going great, I don't actually think that that's a good strategy because things are not going great. Gas is like $8 a gallon in the yeah, of the yeah. United States. There's a lot right going on uh, right now. But the idea we're going to be able to, you know, click a switch, bring down the cost of gasoline is not likely in the near term, nor is it with regard to food. There's a lot. Nor is it with regard to food. Nope. Not much we can do about it. Okay. And on baby formula, formula, do, do you want me to take us through these or do you want me to? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Baby formula, his press secretary was, um, was uh, receiving questions as well. I wanted to ask a more general question uh, first. And my more general question, which is, I think, at the heart of a lot of things that mm. you've asked is, how serious does an issue have to be before it's brought to the president's attention? So... Let me just lay this out, because I think this is really important. Um, and I've said this multiple times. The reason that we are where we are um, with uh, Abbott in this facility, um, with uh, the baby formula um, in this current situation, and we have seen production go up, again, the graphs that I showed. She and still said our, nothing. And that has happened because mm -hmm. of our involvement in what we were able to do. Look, the market, it, there are four um, four um, uh, manufacturing uh, facility, uh, companies, just four. And uh, that is something that we also have to address down the line. And this is something, uh, as we talk about competition, the, per the president has been very focused on. Uh, but FDA, as, I, as we've said, um, uh, called out a, a safety hazard, a safety issue uh, with Abbott, and they had to shut down one of their facilities. When that happens, they do all the things that happens when when uh, when a, a safety issue comes up, um, and uh, and Ab Abbott had to shut down that facility. So that's the thing. That's why we got to where we got to. Um, from the moment that we heard of the recall in February, on February. Can you remind people what the question was? The question was, how serious does an issue, like presumably implied like the baby formula shortage, have to be for somebody to alert the president that it is happening? 
February 17th, as I've laid out, uh, we took action. Uh, we took action and we moved forward and we did everything that we can and I've laid out to cut the red tapes um, and uh, and now we, the DPA, the D Defense Production Act uh, and and other things that we're, the, the, um, the flying formula uh, from across the board, all of those things from abroad, all of those things were actions that we took to make sure that we dealt with this crisis. But the government, the White House has been involved since they we first learned about the recall. And so that is important to know. The president deals with multiple crises. His administration deals with multiple crises. When we walked in uh, a little bit over than a year ago, we talked about the economy. We talked about COVID. You know, we talked about uh, climate change. I wanted to ask him. So there was no answer to this. No, question. she did not answer the question. Because uh, nobody told Biden about the formula right. crisis until it became a crisis. Because he's not all there. And nobody's running the ship in the White House. And that's what it seems like, especially with this writing. First of all, he, t he did a 180 on Ukraine and missiles. Mm -hmm. A few days ago, no missiles to Ukraine. Now absolutely missiles. Um, missiles that could reach Russia. Um, there seems to be no... It seems like it's in total disarray. I mean, the, the NBC piece is probably not one that they wanted to do, obviously. But there comes a time when uh, even progressive media says, okay, this guy is now completely fair game. Which is why now, like, the hell is writing pieces on, like, who were the most likely five top Democratic candidates to run for president in 2024, mm -hmm. which is not a normal thing that you have two years into a Democratic administration. So it, it's not a good sign for them overall. If you're curious, they had Kamala Harris, Pete Buttigieg, um, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, and Amy Klobuchar. Right. Today we're announcing the United Airlines has agreed to offer cargo space for Kendall NutriCare uh, for the delivery of 3.7 bottles of the formula here in the States. <laughs> I want to thank United Airlines for partnering with us to get this done. They're doing it on their own. <laughs> I'm not sure that's going to be enough to solve the problem. Okay, so um, uh, I'm going to hit the. Um, uh, I'm going to hit the. Um, wait, wait, what am I hitting next? More baby formula from Ed O'Keefe, right? Or, mm -hmm. or did she already answer that? No, that's the next one. Okay. So you, you did she still doesn't answer the question. Recall. February 18th, FDA issued uh, instructions to states. Let's let's can we continue that through April? When did somebody call the White House to say this is a problem? You guys may need to get involved. So I could say that. Um, again, the recall happened on the day day one of the recall. We took action as a whole of government approach, right, with FDA, USDA, as I just laid out. Um, and the president understands, again, he understands how difficult this is. He understands uh, how challenging this is, and we have acknowledged that. Uh, he understands that this is the job of the president to be able to multitask, to get things done, uh, especially when it comes to making sure that your child gets uh, healthy, healthy food. Um, and so that is what is that is what we've been doing. When was someone called here at the White House? to say, 
this could be an issue that requires presidential I, involvement. So I don't have the timeline on that. I, all I can tell you as a whole of government approach, we have been working on this since the recall in February. The independent regulatory agency, the FDA, the one that questions have been referred to in the past is now being embraced as whole of government. Let's point that out here. The other thing, why wasn't Abbott invited today? Oh, well, because Abbott, as we know, they agreed oh. on a path to safely reopen the Sturgis facility uh, after safety concerns that FDA called, called them out on. So, look, we understand Abbott is working hard to get back to safely making infant formula. That process is ongoing and should remain between them, and we are encouraged by the progress they've made. Today is about progress and action we can take to ramp up right now. But I want to, you know, I do, I, I need to say this, and I want to lay this, this out. This is look, the message you know. In other words, this is the only thing that's highlight, uh, highlighted in the packet that says, make sure this is our messaging on this precisely. Don't get bogged down by his question. The meeting was focused on ramping up production and availability of safe infant formula to American families. That is what matters. We have to remember what FDA did was to make sure that families were getting food that was safe for for their kids. That is important, and that's what matters. That's why we showed the chart to show that's where we matters. are today compared to <laughs> a year ago. So increasing production here at home and importing high-quality formula from aboard. Aboard. Oof, Ooh. from aboard. Yeah, she's no Jen Psaki, that's for sure. And Well, I mean, what's better? Somebody who's, who's, who's aggressively going to... Well, no, no, no. It, well, it matters. It, Jen Psaki was... Um, was good at the craft of spinning, of gaslighting, etc. Mm -hmm. This, uh, although I don't know that that put together, I think internally maybe people would make people happy, but I don't think that Americans watching appreciated being gaslit about the the treadmill mm -hmm. crisis. Right. So maybe this is better. The fact that she has She's no like answers. She's like stumbling because it's more honest. Right. We are working with many manufacturers. The companies joining today represent a sub a subset of companies working with the administration to increase on supply, whether it be through the DPA, which is something that uh, we know that the president uh, called on, uh, Operation Fly Formula, and FDA's importance guidance. And so the actions are making a difference. And so I just want to make sure that Whoa. we see what this administration has done, this whole of Did government you approach. You're doing this now on June 1. If he knew no, this we have April. been doing No, no, no. We have been doing this a whole of government approach since since the recall. Yeah. That is That's what, what he's asking. When when, were you, when did you start doing this? Because we had to make sure we had to make sure and really look into what would work and what was the best direction to move forward. That's what we have talked about. We have talked to you all every day every day that we can about each step that we're taking, whether it's the Defense Protection Act or whether it's the Operation Fly Formula. So every step of the way, we've explained why we've taken these steps. We've explained what the process has been to take to take on uh, these certain items. Uh, and so this is, this is what we've been doing. And we have been working on this 24-7. And we have seen an increase of production. The president met with manufacturers today. He met with manufacturers two weeks ago. And so we have been working very hard to make sure that American families out there who have children are getting what they need, whether it's a mom, a dad, whether it's a caregiver, are getting safe, safe and healthy products, food to their children. It's funny. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. 
Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. They keep stressing this stuff with the safe, like Abbott mm-hmm. was doing something wrong when, like, Abbott was never actually tied to any infants getting sick. Like, there were several infants that got sick that had had Abbott formula, but when they investigated and, like, tested the formula for the strain of bacteria that was in it or whatever, right. they weren't actually able, none of them were, like, the same strain, and they didn't come from the same place, and it wasn't from the, they couldn't find any of that mm-hmm. strain of bacteria, any of those strains of bacteria in the facility. Like, there was nothing, you know, the formula got contaminated afterwards somehow. It got, like, bacteria in it at someone's house. Yeah. yeah there no, was no, like... But, you know, it's even, it's even worse than this, because... It's June. I show that as being month number six out of 12. Mm-hmm. So the year's halfway gone. They knew this about this in the wintertime. The yeah, FDA, and I mean, people were raising alarms. The whole alarms. of government shut down the Abbott Lab at that point. Right, and before well, that, well, I mean, last year, problem, a year else, ago, the they were raising the alarm about formula shortages. Well, here's the problem, is that she keeps repeating on... Whole of government approach. No, on, we've been working hard on this. We've been working hard on this. Mm -hmm. It's important that you remember, we've been working hard on this day in and day out. The fact that they've been working (laughs) hard on this, all of those minds in there, all of those historic firsts in that building. I'm going to put minds in quotes. And they can't can't get baby formula on the shelves, but they've been working hard on it, (laughs) is not a good look. No, it's it's also not. It's not a good look. We've been working hard. Yes, but also failing. Yes, but we've been working hard. We know how important this is. Right. We know we how important this is. We care about babies We're a lot. We're working hard. We are just um, not able to fix this. Well, it reminds you of what Biden said about the gas. There's just nothing. We can't. There's not a simple like button we can push to bring gas prices down. Wish there were. I know. It takes a concentrated effort to F up this badly over quite right. a period of time. You have been working on this quite hard for a while. I can see that. This has been a deliberate effort by you to screw things up for a while now. You're right. You couldn't have done this overnight. Wish you Who was the person in the West Wing yeah. who decided after six or eight weeks that this baby formula shortage was finally something that somebody should tell the president about. Look, again, I have to go back and talk to the president. I did not hear him take questions or answer any questions to all of you. And so this is, I want to do my due diligence, right, as his spokesperson to make sure that I have a conversation. The other thing that's not going on for the Biden administration is the inflation conversation. When are you guys going to admit that you were wrong about inflation? <laughs> no easy questions today, huh? Uh, the Treasury Secretary <laughs> says that she was wrong, so... Why- 
No easy questions today, huh? What happened to all the easy questions we usually get? <laughs> My goodness. Uh, I don't know how Kaylee McEnany didn't jump the White House fence. No easy questions today, huh? Oh, well, sorry about that. It's not just gamesmanship that's happening here. Right, there sorry. If this isn't Russia and you're not Putin, who's going to have the journalist pushed off a balcony if they ask you a hard question? Hate well, to but, tell you. But also, so Alice... That's not a hard question. <laughs> They've all been easy questions, unless you're colossally it all up. And stupid. Because, I mean, I'm sorry, I don't want to be mean, but I think Karine Jean-Pierre may just not be a very smart person. Alice? Because, so it reminds me a little, when she said that they're importing lots of uh, baby formula from a board. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> well, it, it, is, it is aboard the plane. <laughs> They're importing it from aboard. Um, it reminds me of a boss I had once who would say things like that, like things that were almost an expression that people say, but like slightly off in a way that makes you do a double take. And you're like not sure they really just said what you thought that they said. And um, one time she was trying to figure out like who had done something, mm -hmm. and she's like, "Never mind, we'll find the corporate." Oh, and that's I was great. Like, wait, that's what? we'll find the what? Oh, and she was like, great. "The corporate, we'll find the corporate." That's great. Was she attractive? <laughs> I think you thought she was. Okay, well, I love her more now. <laughs> when are you guys going to admit that you were wrong about inflation? <laughs> No easy questions today, huh? Uh, the Treasury Secretary says that she was wrong, so why doesn't anybody okay. here at the White House? Okay, so look, what uh, what the Secretary was pointing out, uh, out uh, this is talking about yesterday when she was doing her, her hit, uh, with uh, her TV hit with CNN, is that there have been shocks to the economy that have exacerbated inflation. The, another problem is she's coming off, okay, okay, she says, and she's she's pretending that she's coming off on the fly here. Off the cuff. Right. You know. okay, I didn't okay. have a prepared answer for this, yeah. but since I'm okay. really smart, and, I'll just and rip something up for you here. And then she the book open, and then <laughs> she's looking at the book the whole time. She's looking down at the book. For the here. answer to this exact easy question yes. that they prepared her for and wrote her prepared remarks to read in answer to. Right. ...pressures, which couldn't have been foreseen 18 months ago, Why including... Well, let me... I'm, I'm trying to answer your question. I'm, I'm, hold on. I, I was just getting to the why not, uh, including Russia's decision to inc invade Ukraine, multiple successive variants of COVID and lockdowns in China. As, as she also noted during that interview, there has been historic growth and record job creation. And our goal is now to transition to steady and stable growth as inflation is brought down, as uh, Brian D said yesterday to all of you when he was standing behind this podium. So the present economic plant as we see it is working it's working the president economic and now we're ready working. to transition from inflationary <laughs> lows to record growth oh thank god they're ready <laughs> they had record job growth honey they were busy with the jobs first now they'll tackle the inflation all right what else you got i'll be okay so speaking of economic indicators and things seeming dire, Business Insider had this piece yesterday that I like, I just, it struck a chord with me. Let me put it to you that way. Um, basically, the premise of the piece. Hold on. Can I, can I, can mm -hmm. I just, I'm sorry. Can I 
play the Biden cut that you grabbed here. You got yeah, so much sure. stuff here. He's asked about the baby formula shortage. Sure. Before we move off this. There was a, this could have been moved quicker. You know, the question you always, on every single thing, why didn't you act sooner? Um, well, I don't think anyone anticipated the impact of the shutdown of one facility uh, in uh, uh, and the, the, the Abbott facility. And it was accurately shut down because it was, Accurately was questioned in terms of its, its purity, and so Ooh. once we learned of the extent of it and how broad it was, we kicked everything into gear. And I think we're uh, I think we're on the way to be able to completely solve the problem. Mr. President, the CEOs just tell you that they understood it would have a very big impact. They did, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the real problem occurred when it started, when it got shuttered. Um, so you're saying we, they should have anticipated it would be shuttered. The answer is, well, here's the deal. I became aware of this problem sometime in, after April, in, in early after April. Well, that's great. I became aware of it. That is wonderful. <laughs> Throwing everybody else under the bus. <laughs> this has been a whole of government approach led by the president who's very aware of all the problems and has been on this from the beginning. And how dare you suggest that he's not all there. I didn't know it caused a problem. I only even heard about this in April. What are you talking about? <laughs> and uh, now uh, you, I'm going to hand it over to uh, Secretary Br Br Mr. Secretary. I'm going to have you speak now. And your remarks, and then we're going to hand it over uh, to uh, to Samara, to my behind me here. And <laughs> How long are we going to do this? How long are we going to do this with this president? Why are we? <laughs> yeah. Now uh, you, I'm going to hand it over to uh, Secretary. Br Mr. Secretary, I'm going to have you speak now and your remarks, and then we're going to hand it over uh, to uh, to Samara, to my behind me here. And, uh, okay. <laughs> How long are we going to do this with this president, really? How long can Ron Klain and Jill Biden keep this up? Oh, not sure. Hey, so we'll do the, um, uh, the chat chat. Tomorrow with all okay. the things. Go ahead. What else we got? Okay. So I tell me when we hit the time that we hit when it's time to say goodbye because I don't have that anymore because I'm not recording. Okay. Well, we're 31 minutes in, so just okay. subtract however much you have from that and you know think about how many more minutes are on that. Okay. So, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, so anyway, so I wanted to. Bring up something. This has been on the internet for a while. I've avoided bringing this up to you because I, uh, I don't know. It just didn't seem like that important a story, but people are still talking about it. So I think it's like really um, relatable to some people. So this started on some internet forums a while ago. Um, somebody asked a question like, what sticks with you? And they said that something that really stuck with them was when they were a kid, their family were expats in Sweden. Mm-hmm. And they lived in Sweden and they went over a friend's house and they were like playing with the friend, whatever. And the par the parents of the friend 
called them down to dinner and mm-hmm. the kid said, okay, cool. Like you just keep playing. I'll be back in a few minutes and went and had dinner with the family and then came back up and they didn't invite the kid to dinner. Mm-hmm. And then people started sharing more stories like this. And I guess this is a thing in Sweden that you don't like just naturally feed people that are over your house. Mm. Um, that that's like not a cultural tradition that like, so a bunch of people had stories like this of like being at someone's house in Sweden and the family would like eat without them <laughs> and like not invite them to have some of them. I would definitely see this in Germany. <laughs> definitely. So, I mean, I think the Germans are like pretty plentiful with food. You might not enjoy their particular cuisine as much as like Italian food or something, but like, I think they're, they're you know handing out the bratwursts right are they i mean i, I think so. tell- i don't think they're well, i mean you mentioned the, Italian, the, the italians would strap you to the kitchen chair and feed you 147 courses which is why they're awesome well right and i like i mean i thought that was like kind of a universal cultural value but i guess it's not so like and some so now this has like been on the internet for a while and some people have even like some Swedish people have weighed in and like defended it, which is interesting to me. That that's that that's like a normal thing that is a defensible culture to have of like not feeding people. So like apparently this one Swedish guy, uh, he replied, <clears throat> he replied, Swedes cook for the people they expect. Family, precise portions. We don't mind guests. Just tell us in advance and we'll add one more. And in Sweden, it's understood you don't eat at a friend's house unannounced. No big deal here. <laughs> we make precise portions. Uh, I'll tell you what, I would have appreciated that because I dreaded eating at friends' houses because I didn't know how to be a normal <laughs> kid. Like, what are you, how do you guys act when you're having dinner? Do I pretend I like this or not? I hated it. My brother was a very was very natural and comfortable eating in other mm-hmm. people's houses. I still hate it. And here's another one. As an Austrian, I don't think it's weird either. What makes you entitled to eat their food? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, not not surprised actually. That... <laughs> what makes you entitled to eat their food? I just don't understand. And I think part of it too is like. I'm a kid that grew up in a big family, so there were lots of arguments over food. And, like, if you bought a box of six ice cream bars and there's five kids, there's, like, a fight for the last ice cream Mm -hmm. bar. Everybody's mad at each other and always trying to get enough food. So, like, the second I became an adult and started buying my own food, I just, like, pathologically buy too much food. You know Mm -hmm. this about me. (laughs) I go to the grocery store, and it's plentiful. I want my, like, fridge and my pantry to be overflowing with stuff so nobody's ever fighting over food. I just want there to be enough so that I can press everybody to stay and eat everything and ask people to eat stuff and, like, never have to be stingy with food. Like, I just, I hate the idea of ever thinking there's not enough. And I remember as a kid the feeling of being at, (laughs) other people's houses i'll give you a pass on this alice uh but like it had somebody visited here six days ago they would have said um you need to go to a food bank they're they're it (laughs) because you had been because you had been doing the grocery shopping and you refused to get a cart uh right because so when i do the that's why the kids beg me to go grocery shopping because because when i go grocery shopping they'll get their own private um uh you know potato chip bag there is a lot of food here when i go grocery shopping there's There's not when you go grocery shopping i grocery shop just fine 
just the got winner it. is getting the hunks of rotten section bread. That's the winner. That's the thing. It's like a salt lick for these baboons <laughs> downstairs. Getting the big chunks of bread and they just eat it. Other than that, these kids, especially when we're working during the day, are raccoons. So we have to learn. To, we can't give them any more chips, obviously, because they'll be tri- well, chips. have chips, but you can have healthy stuff around and they'll eat it. They wanted peppers today. That's all they I wanted. If, if I serve I... them and their mother today, mm-hmm. did I not? They were delicious peppers. But yeah, if you cut up peppers and leave them around here, they'll all eat peppers. If yes. you cut, it doesn't matter what it is. It can be the healthiest food ever. They'll all eat it if it's what's around. They just want stuff to eat. I just want the food to be plentiful. I don't want to have to be a Swede thinking about how many portions. And I have very distinct memories. I had one friend in particular growing up who, I don't know, everybody in their family was tiny. So maybe this is why. But they were also the only people I knew who bought the tiny half cans of soda. Mm-hmm. I had never seen that before. I well, The first time I was at her house and uh, we, we were having a sleepover and we were watching a movie and her mom was like, would you girls like some soda? And she gave us each a tiny half can of soda. And I I'm was like, nervous thinking about this. what is this? I felt like this. Zoolander. Like, is Ugh. this a soda for ants? What is this thing? But like, there was never enough food at her house. And if I ever ate dinner at her house, it was like, you couldn't ask for seconds. Because yeah. there like wasn't yeah. enough for to, people to ask you need for to seconds at the meal. Make a decision and go firebomb their kitchen. Right <laughs> I'm not firebombing anybody. I just like, oh, it just makes me uncomfortable thinking about it. Like not having enough food for people. And then like the one time I was there, and the mom said, "Well, for dessert, would you girls like a scoop of ice cream or a cookie?" And I was like, "Oh, how about both?" And her mom oh. laughed like I made a joke, and I was like, "No, really, can you not have this a is scoop why I of ice?" I don't know. I so maybe they were Swedish. I don't know. Mm, goodness. Yeah, now I hate people. Now I'm angry. At them. <laughs> Tweeted not recording. By the way, that pizza was good. It, it was I could tell it was natural. Speaking of buying enough for everybody, my goodness. And it was expensive. Couldn't afford <laughs> any for the rest of you guys. Sorry about that. My one son had a slice uh, and, you know, used it to stick it to his brother that he didn't get any. And so that's... Well, somebody could have gotten enough for everybody. That's what I say. There's other food. The problem is that Alice's food pantry, too much stuff rots and goes to waste, which is why I didn't get pizza for you people. I want you to (laughs) eat the stores we have. You got pizza for you. Yeah, well, I was at the restaurant and cafe with my daughter. Next time, I'll send you with a Tupperware of lentils so you can have oh, on the Oh, God, that's awful, <laughs> awful. Yeah, that's not the kind of place that you can you can get a whole pizza from. It's, it's expensive. It's good, though. Really good. I appreciate it. I would still prefer um, um, Tony and Ann's. Definitely, mm-hmm. but but this was this was for for like beautiful people pizza. This is pretty good. I do like what I'm seeing with this trend of um, very thin crust. I assume that you're saving on crust at this point, but I love <laughs> it. I think it's wonderful. What else is going on, Al? Should I hit the music? I think we're good for it today. I think I got through most of what I wanted to get. I apologize, through. guys. That my oh, I never got to my article about the Business housing Insider. bubble. Go to your article, Alice. You're the housing the bubble. I didn't get to talk about the housing bubble. I have to be here for this, right? <laughs> There's not a housing bubble. Did you hear this? Um, so Business Insider did a whole article about how there's definitely not a housing bubble, and they interviewed 32 whole experts, and two thirds of them don't think there's a housing bubble. 
So there's definitely not one. So definitely don't panic. The housing prices are completely fine. Um, and uh, I mean, some of the experts they interviewed think we are in a housing bubble, actually, like about a third of them. Um, and uh, my favorite comment was the person who said that it's not a bubble. It's just that some markets are a little bit frothy. Okay. I think that might, that should be it. Probably. <sighs> um, and even the ones who don't think we're in a bubble think that the rate of growth of the housing market is slowing down. So, uh, yeah, I would, I would be worried if I were like a person who owned a house and was worried about how much it was worth. I'm also worried about the U.S. Marine Corps. Did you see that? No. What's good? Do they not feed you either? <laughs> What's happening? Are they all trans now? Well, they're celebrating Pride Month. Oh, good. So they That's tweeted, cool. throughout June, the U.S. Marine Corps takes hashtag pride in recognizing and honoring the contributions okay. of our LGBTQ service members. And they tweeted a picture of a Marine helmet that says, proud to serve with little rainbow bullets on it. Okay, I just need a moment here. <laughs> Hold on, let's let me open the drawer here. Hold on. Was that a rainbow bullet? I that sure wish. hope the bullet with which you killed yourself you was a, a pride bullet. Thank you for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. As always, um, you can find us on Twitter at Burnbarrel Pod. Tom swears he's going to do the chat chat tomorrow, so you can leave a message for us there. That's at burnbarrelpodcast.com. There's a red button where you can record a voice message to leave us for later, and we might play it on the show. You can also find us at facebook.com slash burnbarrelpodcast. Email us at burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com and listen to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.